Always two there are, a master and an apprentice. One to embody power and one to crave it. I'm the master, Dan. And I'm the apprentice, Jake. And welcome to whatever number this is. Yep, doesn't matter anymore. That we've, hit, we've hit the point where we we're lost track of them. Yep, you know, I think it's a, it's a milestone when you forget what number you're on. So It's a milestone? Yeah, I don't even know. Uh... It'll be a milestone when I try to number the episode later. Yeah, right, right. Um, but this week, we actually have a little bit of news before we talk about, uh, the movie we're talking about, and that's, we finally found out what Project Luminous was, and it was revealed that it's this big, uh, publishing thing, and we're gonna explore an era about 200 years before The Phantom Menace, where the Jedi are at the height of their power, the galaxy is much more peaceful, um... According to the Jedi. Well, no, according to Lucasfilm. Oh, okay. <laughs> um... And we're going to be seeing all new Jedi, uh, bounty hunters, scoundrels. So these are going to be book series? Uh, there's books, comics, uh, a bunch of stuff coming out. It's kind of like the Shadows of the Empire thing in the 90s, where they released like a bunch of stuff all at once, focusing around the same story. They're trying to get a bunch of canon information yeah. from different genres. So, And they've described it as like Jedi Knights of the Round Table, which is kind of interesting to me. But the, they have a... They have a young adult novel coming out from Claudia Gray, who is my favorite Star Wars author, called Into the Dark. They've got a children's book coming out called A Test of Courage. They've got the adult novel coming out called Light of the Jedi. And then they have two comics, one called The High Republic and one called High Republic Adventures, all coming out this August. This around August. the same time, yeah. And this is just the That's first... A lot to read all at once. This is the first part of this. So I guess once August comes, I'll have to become a reader and yeah. I'll have to read about these because this is an interesting era. Yeah, we're going to have to tackle it. Yeah. But the thing I like about it is it's only 200 years before Phantom Menace, so it still leaves plenty of room for the Old Republic. Yeah. Uh, which they, they've got to jump into at some point now that Revan's finally canon. That's true. Um, there was another little bit of news. I didn't know if I talked... I didn't talk about it last week, but I didn't know if it how old it is as far as Darth Revan's lightsaber is now... Going to be yeah. available in the, the, August uh, as well, right? Uh, September. 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 Revan's uh, Revan's Black Series lightsaber comes out. So I, I did have a question about his lightsaber. Does it turn colors from purple to red? Or in Kotor, it didn't. I mean, in any of the old canon, I guess the old canon, the old EU, it never changed colors. He just had two different colored lightsabers. Oh, uh, so maybe maybe that's just to symbolize but, his two lightsabers. I mean, this lightsaber. I don't know that toys are exactly canon, so well. Instead of making two lightsabers, it's probably yeah. easier to make a lightsaber that could change colors so, so you can buy two of them. Yeah, maybe once they do his story, and if he ends up having two lightsabers, they'll be like, here's another one for $5,000. This one goes from red to purple instead of purple to red. Yeah. So, you know. Okay, interesting. But yeah, so Revan Saber Project Luminous is revealed. We've got a lot of cool stuff coming up in Star Wars. Uh, but today we're talking about the first thing to ever come out of Star Wars. What is that? That's episode four. Episode four of New yeah. Hope. Started I it all. have changed my opinions from last week. Yeah. I am sorry for anything I have said. Yeah. My transgressions. It, it, because, you know, through this whole adventure. Adventure. I've really, because, you know, I've, I've watched all the Star Wars, obviously. I'm a big fan of Star Wars. You guys think I am. So... No, I'm a big fan of Star Wars, but I've never watched them analytically, so I've never tried to pick them apart yeah. and see how bad they were, or good. Um, 
And so whenever I watched the first movie, I was like, oh, yeah, that's all right. <laughs> then the second one, I was like, oh, it's better than the first one. Yeah. And the third one was like, oh, it's better than the second one. And now it's like, I was I was expecting, I was like, oh, it's going to go back to, the, you know, the first one yeah. being bad. But it's like, no, it's just better than the third one. So we're going to keep continue this trend until we yeah. get to the prequels. I'm just waiting until I get to Return of the Jedi, and I'm just sitting here, like, jerking off the whole time. Cause yeah, yeah. I mean, I will be, too. It's just a, all right, well, no, a great movie. But yeah, um, so we're talking about A New Hope today. Yes. Released in 1977, yeah. directed by George Lucas, and it was not thought it was going to be successful uh the studio didn't believe in it it did not have a huge budget didn't have a lot of press so they didn't plan on a whole series right lucas had thought of two other movies this is what he says i mean so but he said he had thought of the other stuff but he he didn't think he was going to get to make it because he thought star wars was going to flop as a matter of fact when star wars premiered he was on vacation with steven spielberg and they came up with the idea for Indiana Jones. So he didn't even go to his own premiere. He didn't go to the premiere? Of his own he didn't. passion project. But it ended up, uh, you know, at first I think it only played in select theaters. And then yeah. audiences just lined around blocks to see it. And it became a phenomenon. Because it was the Star Wars. Yeah. Right? Or it was just called Star Wars. It was just called Star Wars at that point. And then when Empire came out, uh, the crawl set episode five. And everyone was like, hey, whoa, whoa, huh? What? Yeah, that's a little weird. Couldn't I mean? I so that means from the beginning, George Lucas had the George plan. Lucas knew of uh, the prequel story because I mean, you even see the foundations for it in Episode Four. That's true. He does. So, he does talk. He about has some it. ideas of what's going on. Maybe yeah. not completely fledged out yet, but right. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, but let's get into it. It's a new hope, mm-hmm. and I think from the get go, this is the best crawl in the entire series. I think it's perfect. I didn't pick apart the crawl. I, I just, think I was I just, setting up my... Uh... It's perfect. And it wasn't written by Lucas. Really? The crawl was written by Brian De Palma, who directed Carrie. Because oh, wow. George Lucas and Brian De Palma were friends, and they did their casting at the same time mm-hmm. for Carrie and uh, Star Wars. And so Brian De Palma helped them rewrite the crawl because Lucas couldn't figure out a good crawl. Yeah. Huh. And it's a perfect... I think it's the best crawl easily. And it mentions in the crawl, uh, the Rebels have scored their first victory, in which they have stolen uh, secret plans. Yeah. And that is, obviously, Rogue One. That's the yeah, first that's victory for the Rebel Alliance. It's the first big victory. Um, right, I'm sure they've had a little kill yeah, a ship uh, here, kill a ship there. Because in Star Wars Rebels, they, they do score some victories, but it's not like, oh, we got plans of the Death Star, you know? Right. Um, and then, you know, we come out of the crawl, we see this little tiny ship just flying, it's getting fired at, and then mm-hmm. the big giant ass... Star Destroyer flies overhead. And what were people thinking in 1977 when they saw this movie? Because first of all, most people were like not interested in this movie when they right. saw pr- promos and stuff. They're, so they're probably coming to the theater thinking this probably isn't going to be very good. The biggest sci-fi movies I can think of were Twilight Zone-style yeah. movies, right? There wasn't sci-fi fantasy like no. this is the only stuff I the mean, only successful there was some Star Trek right sci- yeah and the only Doctor successful Who. sci-fi stuff I remember before this is probably like at least in terms of movies mm. um, would have been Planet of the Apes okay yeah 2001 A Space Odyssey yep and that's really it you had Star Trek and Doctor Who on TV but it wasn't right but it wasn't it wasn't to this extent and it just like the movie effects that they had yeah. in this was like it revolutionized because, effects yeah even like Planet of the Apes was all on Earth. It had to be yeah. on a planet. And 
2001 A Space Odyssey was, I mean, mostly indoors. They didn't really yeah. do too much. So this was, like, crazy. It's, it's And the nuts. way they did this stuff, because they didn't have CGI yet. Yeah. They made everything, and they made their own code to CGI oh, yeah. stuff if they had to. you got to remember, too, this is in the 70s. No one was making sci-fi movies. It was all yeah. crime films. and Anti-heroes. That's what people liked. Yeah. And so when this came out, everyone was like, oh, this is going to be stupid. And then people went in there, saw these effects, and like, holy crap. Oh, there's lasers flying yeah. everywhere, explosions in space. So it's, I just, it's crazy. I wish I could have watched this for the first time in 1977. Oh, that would have been the coolest thing. Ever. I don't wish I was born around that time, because then I'd be older. But. <laughs> right, right. I wish I could go back in time and watch the premiere, you know. That would be awesome. Um, so we start off, um, we're introduced to this world through R2-D2 and C-3PO. Yep. You are probably the best two characters to introduce Star Wars, I think. I, man, I love R2-D2 and C-3PO the most Yeah. in in this movie than any of the other movies they're in. Yeah. Because, like... Their chemistry's on point in this yeah, movie. Yeah, it's perfect. Because C-3PO is so much more cocky and just a little bit of an asshole the entire yeah. time. But you know R2-D2 is just as much of an asshole. Oh, yeah. For sure. Uh, but, yeah, we see his silver leg, which... Yeah, I've which always is, known about it. I, which is the weirdest thing to think, like, George Lucas was like, yeah, you know what, we'll make a reason for it later. They couldn't, afford, they couldn't afford another can of paint. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah, that's too much in the budget. <laughs> Originally, why the silver leg, but I'm sure yeah. you had an idea for There's it. There's something for it, yeah. But, uh, yeah, the the, uh, the rebels on this ship are getting prepared for the Imperials to board. Yes. And these stormtroopers come through, and they... They're hitting their marks. They're taking people out. The and only time they ever will. Uh, well, through this whole movie, they're pretty pretty accurate, I would say. Except yeah, in, for the Death Star. When that, unless when they're shooting at a main character. Yeah, they're pretty deadly. Yeah. Um, they come in and they just they take everyone out. There's a great shot where R2 and C-3PO walk across the fire and none of it hits them. <laughs> That's what I was like. Shot. I was like, you know what? They are perfect shots unless it comes to... Droids. <laughs> they're yeah. like, oh, whatever, fuck the droids. Well, they're not aiming for the droids. They're That's just, true. Uh, That's what, you know. what are the droids going to pose a threat to them? You know, who cares? I mean, I saw R2 in the prequels. I mean, he's I don't think these, these stormtroopers <laughs> are aware of the prequels. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. I don't think they had the, the VHS copy, you know? Gotcha. Um, and then we get introduced for the first time to Darth Vader. He comes in. He's just looking around at all the dead bodies. Super intimidating. And we know by Rogue One, like five minutes ago, he was just slaughtering dudes. Just. <laughs> so he, you know, he was like, I'll take a back seat, let some stormtroopers get it in here. Yeah. Um, he finds Captain Antilles, and uh, Antilles insists that this is a counselor ship, which I technically, it is. It is. I mean, like, because Leia is. She is one. a diplomat, yeah. yeah she, she is, is the, the daughter of a senator. Yeah, so. Technically, there's nothing wrong going on. Well, there is, because they did steal Imperial documents, but... Vader murders Captain Antilles, no relation to Wedge, and uh, (laughs) throws him into a wall. We hear James Earl Jones' voice, Mm -hmm. which, uh, thank God, they didn't use David Prowse's voice, who was in the suit, because... uh, What is his voice? there's, there's, There's a video of... Because he actually said the lines while he was in the suit. Oh, yeah. There's video of it, and he does not sound intimidating. Oh, no. <laughs> and uh, apparently George Lucas didn't tell him they were dubbing over him. And so he saw the movie, and he was like, that's not my voice. Oh, my God. Also, George Lucas hated David Prowse, 
and after the original trilogy was completed, he banned David Prowse for life from any Star Wars events because he found him annoying. So Darth Vader can't go to any Star Wars events because of George Lucas. Well, yeah, but Anakin Hayden Christensen is the real Darth Vader, according to the special edition. Well, yeah, that's true. Well, the, David Prowse wasn't the guy that played Anakin, though. He was no, just the guy I know. in the Vader suit. Like, yeah, he was the guy in the Vader suit at the end with the... With yeah, the but he just, he couldn't... That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> that he's... really sucks. He was annoying. Yeah, because he was annoying. I was like, that's, come on. He played Darth Vader. What a childish reason. But oh well. Oh, uh, it's his movie. It's his fair too. It was his yeah. property. We see uh we see Leia and her theme plays and she's giving R2 all the info. Yeah, yeah. And then the R2 runs off, whatever. It's crazy, R2 remembers literally everything about the past as we've learned. Yeah, he didn't get his mind wiped like three PO did. Yeah, so he he knows what he's doing. Yeah, he knows. He's all the but they get no escape pod and launch, and then uh, basically the entire fall of the Empire can be traced to this moment when these two fucking idiots are like, yeah, there's no life for them yeah. on board. Don't shoot yeah. it down. They shoot that thing down, it's over. Mm-hmm. There's no hope. <sighs> Stupid idiots, man. Must have malfunctioned. Uh, but uh, Vader confronts Leia yep. after she's captured by stormtroopers. And there's no, no underwear in space. Yeah, there's no uh, underwear in space, according to George uh, Lucas. So uh, uh, we see that here. Yeah. Definitely. Well, uh, from from the Empire of uh, Dreams documentary, apparently after a couple of days shooting, they were like, "All right, this is kind of ridiculous." Yeah. So they started taping her down. Before. Just give her underwear. Just give her underwear, right? Oh my god. No one's gonna see the underwear until episode six, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> That's true. Just give her white underwear, like yeah. if you're worried about it showing through. I don't know, man. It's... You could tell how about halfway through the movie it starts, or not halfway, but it, like, there's definitely a change from the very first scenes where it's oh, like, ah, yeah. uh, definitely no no underwear there. Yeah. Then you can definitely tell. But but uh, wow. Vader confronts Leia, and uh, you know she's like, yeah, I don't like you, and he's like, yeah. well, you're a traitor, so go. Yeah, that's basically the scene. Um, she's refusing to admit that she's a part of the Rebel Alliance. Mm-hmm. Vader knows better because. Well, he he saw the ship leave. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, he knows. He yeah. knows. Um, 3PO and R2 land on uh, Tatooine. Yep. And then, you know, they have that classic, uh, well, I'm going this way. Well, I'm going that way. Mm-hmm. And they kind of split up, and Jawas end up capturing them both in various ways. And uh, we find out Jawas are selling droids, because they're scavengers. Uh... R2 and 3PO are reunited after five minutes, so it must have been a very tense separation for oh, them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but stormtroopers are scouring the planet already. Yeah, Darth Vader sends them down there. Because yeah. he's not going down there. There's sand down there. There's sand down there. Yeah, you, you beat me to it. Uh, to be fair, he does... Tatooine. In the comics, he does end up going back to Tatooine, but only after he found out Luke was his son. Oh. Okay. Uh, and he goes down and he confronts Jabba. I'll bet Jabba would be shitting his pants. Uh, Jabba pretty much did whatever Vader wanted him to do. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, he sends the stormtroopers down, they come to the area, and they find, like, a piece of metal, and he's like, look, sir, droids! So any metal, it comes from droids. Yep, comes from droids, and for some reason, these why are they, why are they They're droids? falling apart! <laughs> yeah, why are they falling apart so much? Uh, maybe it was a bad landing, and, like, a piece fell off. Yeah. Um... And then they, uh, the Jawas and the Sandcaller show up on the Lars homestead, telling mm-hmm. some droids. It's a very wide variety of droids, but you can definitely tell yeah. the protagonist droids in this, like, yeah. lineup. 
Well, because we've spent a couple minutes right, with them Right, we've seen them, but, like, we never see any of these other droids, other than the R- other RT unit, yeah. ever again in Star Wars. Well, uh... There's, like, decide. a medical droid, there's something else, but... Well, he had... Luke is told to clean up the droids that they pick, and he's very upset because he wanted to go to the Tashi station and pick up some power converters. Which, if, you wa- if you've watched a robot chicken sketch, they show... <laughs> So it's a strip club, right? And they're like, welcome to this Tossie station, and please welcome to the stage of the power converters. So that's a, a theory running around that that's, that's canon. Come on. How can it not be? <laughs> I want to go to the... Because he even says, you can mess around with your friends later. Yeah. What, what does getting power converters mean? <laughs> but he's very upset, but they purchase C-3PO and R4-D4. R4? R4-D4. Because he calls it an R2 droid. That's R4-D4. Interesting. It's, huh. That's a canonical name. Interesting. But anyway, he makes them. Yes. Or makes them. He buys them. And he is Force-sensitive, right? In... <laughs> <laughs> I was going to bring this up. I'm glad you did. In the comics, oh. in the old EU, oh, he saw the future if R2 did not go with Luke. And so he blew himself up to ensure the, the savior of the galaxy. Man, Old Star Wars was fucking... Some of the EU is garbage. Chewie gets crushed by a moon. Um, (laughs) What? Yeah, it's not... Some of it's great. Palpatine's got like 50 million clones out there. Some of it's great, some of it's not. Oh my god. uh, I don't don't even know. But yeah, he blows up. He's got a bad motivator. So I guess... Whatever that means. There's a meme, actually. Where Luke... it's, it's It's where Luke says he's got a bad motivator. Look, and it's Shia LaBeouf yelling, You can't do it. Oh my god. And then he, he goes, what about that blue one? And it shows R2 with Shia LaBeouf, and he goes, just do it. <laughs> it's a great meme. I've not seen this. It's a great meme. Uh, but anyway, he has a bad motivator, he blows up, and yeah. so they end up buying R2 instead, uh, at C-3PO's request, who's already getting on Luke's nerves. Um, yeah. Luke is uh, whiny as hell. He's going he to clean up whiny. these droids, he's just whining to these droids he's never met before. Yeah. These droids have, like, they're sentient. Like, yeah. they don't give a shit what you have to say. Well, 3PO might. Yes, 3PO is human relations. He likes yeah. to talk. But um, Luke, I mean, he's definitely Anakin's son. <laughs> yes. He is. Yes. Whining all over the place. Um, Here's a question I had is that 3PO was on the Lars homestead with Owen Lars when he was younger. Did Owen Lars not recognize 3PO here? He wasn't, he wasn't plated yet. No, he was he had the he was plated, but it wasn't was gold it? yet. He has the same voice though. Well, three PO doesn't remember him either. You would think. Well, three PO had his memory erased. Right, and he was gonna erase both the memories anyways. Yeah, that is. So why does Lars? Is Lars because just Lars was old? like at least he was like in his like fifteen. No, he was older than that. Really? <laughs> he was like in whenever C three PO was there. Yeah, he's like in his mid to late twenties there. Oh yeah. Huh. I so, don't know then. So I mean, yeah, you should have recognized them. Yeah. I would think. And Baru too, but I don't think Baru really interacts with 3PO in this movie, so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just thought that was weird. Weird. Uh, Luke finds part of the message, not the full yes. message, and he's very much attracted to this woman here, which is okay. interesting. Do you think... No. Okay. <laughs> I don't think Lucas knew they, they were related yet. because, right. of, And that I believe that because of Empire Strikes Back. Because they kiss in Empire Strikes Back. Right. He, there's no way he planned for twins in the beginning. Because he didn't, I mean, he, he didn't direct all three. No, but he did write them all. He did write them all? Yeah. 
So, I wonder once he got to the last movie, if he was like, ooh. <laughs> well, there's also a line in Return of the Jedi where, when Luke reveals it to Leia. She's like, I know. I think I've always known. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah, you've always known. Yeah, I know. It's even weirder. But I agree. I don't think he originally I don't think he re- I think he thought it while he was writing the Return of the Jedi script. Yeah, and he was like, this would be a better ending. Which I don't mind of being related. Just don't be kissing. <laughs> Just from now on, no more kissing, kids. <laughs> Jeez. So, uh, moving on from that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Luke finds part of the message. Mm-hmm. And R2 then has his restraining bolt taken off and then acts like he doesn't know what the message is. <laughs> what a little shit droid, dude. R2 is a little asshole, but he's got a mission. Yeah, he's got because a Because he, he says he's the... The property of Obi Wan Kenobi, even though mm-hmm. he's the property yeah. of Anakin Skywalker, yeah. but and that he has a message for him, and Luke is like, "Who the fuck is Obi Wan?" It's like I know a Ben, but I don't know an Obi Wan. Not like a Ben Kenobi. Yeah, what made Obi Wan pick Ben? That's what I want to know. Maybe the new series will shed some light on it. Maybe he's got like a cousin <laughs> named Ben. The new, s- the, oh. you know what I want to know? If he's a Jedi in hiding, why is he walking around in his Jedi robes all the time? That's what I want to know. To show he's a Jedi. Also, does he not wash those? Because <laughs> he's just wearing it all the time. Maybe he's got like two sets. He's got two sets? Yeah. So he like he like wears one for like a week and then washes. Oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, R2 and 3PO have a little bit of banter when Luke goes to dinner. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's about yeah. it. Uh, uh, Owen Lars is an asshole. Yeah, he is a bit of an asshole. I understand why, you know, he doesn't want Luke to end up like Vader. Well, which is which is interesting. So I'm guessing Owen doesn't know Anakin is Vader, but he doesn't know he went to the dark side at least. Um, I'm thinking Obi Wan probably told him something, you know. But not even really. He Obi-Wan definitely knows something knows. bad happened with Anakin. But does I mean I guess Obi Wan does. Obi Wan knows at some point. Obi Wan finds out that Anakin survived. Right. We haven't seen that moment. Right. But because you know. Owen had to know that Anakin went to the dark side, and he that's I guess that's why he doesn't want him to meet Obi-Wan. Yeah. Because he's like, oh, you'll just become a... Whatever. <laughs> I don't know. He's that, that old wizard. Yeah. They use wizard again. Yeah. What an what interesting term to use in... I mean, that's what they were... Because later the on... The Jedi were conceived as with space wizards, you know? Yeah. But later on, they say uh, to Vader, the guy with a lot of balls... Says your sorcerer magic doesn't scare me. Yeah. Which don't. But yeah. uh yeah, they call them sorcerers and wizards. It's interesting yeah. because this is definitely fantasy. Like oh, yeah. it's sci fi, but it's, fa- it's definitely fantasy. Yeah, it's fantasy. Um but yeah, Luke is like all mad and he runs off and he looks yep. at two sons and the music plays and it's a really great moment. <laughs> it is, it is. In Star Wars. You know, he is whiny, but a lot of the dialogue in this movie I have to say is very genuine. Yeah, I it mean, to be fair, fluid. he is stuck on the shittiest place in the galaxy yeah. with doing shit he does not want to do. It's it's a lot more, it's a lot less cringy than the prequels was. I, I, as far yeah. as dialogue goes. So. There still is some iffy ones, but, you there, know. There, there is iffy, I mean, every movie's gonna have an iffy line here yeah. or there, but this has definitely less than the prequels did, so. But, uh, R2 ran off, and they have to wait till the morning to go look mm-hmm. for him, which they do find him, uh, and they're attacked by Tuscan Raiders. Yes, sand people. Uh, sand people is a racist term, and I will not have it on this podcast. 
So it's they, a racist so term. they can call them sand people, but I can't. No, he's a racist for calling them sand people. <laughs> oh my god. They're Tusken Raiders. Well, C-3PO's freaking racist against Jawas. And that's not right either. Oh Racism is not okay in any form. I don't care fictional or not. Alright, fair enough. I am not... I'm not okay with racism. So do you think Tusken Raiders uh, tell stories to their kids about the one time Anakin Skywalker killed the whole camp? Was it, you think he's like a bad bedtime The Legend story? of Anakin? Yeah. yeah. I've seen that meme. Oh, it is a meme? <laughs> There's a meme where uh, everyone's like, it's when they attack Luke mm-hmm. and they're stripping down the uh, speeder and they're like, man, the Legend of Anakin's a myth. Shut up. And then they see Obi-Wan coming up over the cliff and they... Uh, Alright, sorry for the little interruption there, but uh, we're back. Um, but we were talking about a little meme I saw, which was the Legend of Anakin. Mm-hmm. And they were stripping Luke's uh, thing down, and they were like, Oh, you ever heard of the Legend of Anakin? He's like, Ah, oh, it's a myth. And then Obi-Wan comes over the cliff screaming at him, and they're like, Oh my god, it's Anakin, he's real, run! So I think, yes, the Tusken Raiders do probably have some sort of le- Legend of Anakin. Yeah, I, I would believe that they would. Because, I mean, like, you don't just... They probably didn't know his name, but right. they like, you know. probably don't not talk about that if yeah. it happens to your yeah, no he slaughtered people. your entire yeah an entire village of your people um what force ability do you think obi-wan used to make that howl? i think he just screamed just screamed yeah it was an interesting noise he made i don't know if i could make that noise. well to be fair we were watching the special edition so that noise has been changed like three or four times now that's true we watched the uh i watched the disney plus version same as did you okay yes so, uh, and you'll, you'll hear that, you'll, and you'll know that a little later when we talk about the, uh, cantina scene. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, Obi-Wan comes to Luke's aid. He scares off the Tuscans. Mm-hmm. Or, I'm sorry, Ben. Uh, ben. Ben, Ben. 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 Uh, he comes to his aid, and, uh, he, uh, he sees R2, and his, the first line that Obi-Wan, sa- Ben, says is, hello there. His first line in the movie is "Hello there." I didn't even notice that. And Leia later in the message calls him General Kenobi. Interesting. Okay. It's poetry. It rhymes. Which uh, which uh, which Ben do you like better? Well, I think since we've only got one version of Ben, which Obi Wan? Which Obi Wan? There's only one Obi Wan. I'm just talking. About... No, I uh. It might be blasphemous to say this because everyone loves the original trilogy, but I prefer Ewan McGregor. I still love Al Guinness, but yeah. I think Ewan McGregor brings a better energy. I think I'm going to have to leave. Um, I completely agree, though. Yeah. I, I, I do like... Al Guinness, yeah. Al Guinness, but I agree. Ewan McGregor, he really... But to be fair... Embodies you know, the young... Ewan plays Obi-Wan. a different version of the character. Right. You know, he's a the younger, cockier. Yeah, Alec is Alec Guinness is Obi Wan is a guy who's been through hell and back. He's he, much more withered and, and crazy. Yeah, as all hell. Well, not he's not the craziest Jedi Master out though. That's we'll, we'll, true. We'll learn that next week. Yeah, we'll learn that the next one. Um, but we find out uh, Luke is like, do you know anyone named Obi Wan? And he's like, of course I know him. He's me. Ah, yes, I haven't heard that name in a long time. And, uh, but they go back to his hut, and he's basically talking to Luke about, your father wasn't a, a, a spice freight person, he was, uh, he was a, a Jedi Knight, like me, and we fought in yeah. the Clone Wars. And he's praising Anakin, like, cause, you gotta oh. think, he's thinking back to his, Anakin, he's thinking back yeah. to the Clone Wars, he's like, 
He's a great he, Jedi, a great warrior, a great pilot. And even he sees Darth Vader as a separate person. Yeah, I wrote that down too. He sees Vader as someone that took over and killed Anakin. And you, I even said it here when, uh, when Luke asks about how Anakin died, mm-hmm. Ben seems worried about the question. Yeah. He's like, oh, I gotta think of an answer, and he gives it out. So even mm-hmm. if that wasn't planned originally, you know, he was... He was smart. He was smart, yeah. Uh, so C-3PO, before this, he said, I'll be shutting down now. I guess so they could just have a empty body sitting there so we didn't have to talk the yeah. whole time. Um, but then uh, Obi-Wan gives Luke Anakin's lightsaber. Mm-hmm. And, uh... I also wanted to say the Force penetrates us all. It does. <laughs> That's all that, that really... It binds the galaxy together. Yeah, yeah. it just penetrates us all. That's yeah. that's all. Listen, <laughs> this is a PG podcast. It is not, you fucker. Well, it's not now. <laughs> oh, Lord. Damn it. Um, Obi-Wan has awful memory because he doesn't remember owning a droid. Uh, poor R4. We skipped over that a little bit, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, I wrote that down as well. Um, um, poor R4. Yeah, and then uh, we finally see Leia's full message, mm-hmm. and she said, uh, "General Kenobi, you served my father in the Clone Wars, and it's our most desperate hour." And it's crazy. And uh, so he oh, had the Clone Wars plans. And he knew the Clone Wars. He knew there was a thing that happened called the Clone Wars, and that the Jedi <laughs> fell during that period. Crazy man. Yeah, a lot of it planned out. Crazy. And I wrote here because the, just the way uh, Alec Guinness is looking at the scene, it's crazy how much Ewan McGregor looks like him. Oh yeah. They are like like Alec, spot he's just on. like skinnier. Yeah. Because he's just older. He's withered, and, you know, as far as a person goes. You know, when you get older, you get thinner and stuff like that. Yeah. So, but they do look very similar. Yeah. Uh, there's a great little... Uh, the prequels have some of the best, like, behind-the-scenes, mm-hmm. like, stuff. There's a great little um, mini-documentary on the behind-the-scenes called Becoming Obi-Wan, where they show the process of him trying to match it up with Alec Guinness, and they show just how alike they are and how he takes his mannerisms and stuff. It's really... That's cool. I've never seen that. But we, uh, you know, he's like, you must come with me to Alderaan. Not Alderaan. Alderaan. Because he's old and he can't pronounce stuff anymore. Yeah. And uh, he's like, I'll take you to Anchorhead and that'll be it. And he's like, alright, whatever. Which, Luke wants to join the Academy. Yeah. To join the Empire, See, here's what I don't understand. Because I always assumed the Academy was the Empire. But then later in the film, he runs into Biggs, who is one of his friends on Tatooine. He's right. in the Rebel Alliance. And he was like, I told you we'd make it someday, Biggs. So I'm like, wait, is the Academy the Rebels or the Empire? Maybe the Academy's just a pilot school. Yeah. And maybe, maybe the Empire can recruit maybe. from there. That makes sense. Because even earlier, I think, too, when he's talking to Obi-Wan, yeah. Luke says, I hate the Empire, too. Yeah! So it's gotta I'm be like... like what? I didn't understand any of that. The Academy's got to be like a flight thing. Yeah, just a flight school where maybe they can recruit from and stuff like that. Yeah. But we go to this Imperial meeting that's going on, on the Death Star. Um, We meet Grand Moff Tarkin, played by Peter Cushing. Yes. Um, We find out the Senate has been disbanded. They're done. The Emperor has complete control now. Fuck the Senate. I wanted to point out, we have a Clone Wars cameo. Uh, The old white dude... The white beard and everything sitting on, on, at this table is Wolf Yalaren, who's the commander on uh, the ships uh, in the Clone Wars, and also do, is the intro guy. He does the like the uh, intro voiceover every Clone Wars episode. Oh, he's still alive. Yeah, he's still alive. Oh, because that is him. Okay, yeah, that's him. That's Wolf Yalaren. And uh, there's an empty seat at this meeting, which presumably would have belonged to Director Krennic. 
Oh! Because, I mean, he did was in charge of the Death Star, and then... Died. Yeah. <laughs> so, presumably, that's Critic's chair. They just haven't filled the position yet. Yeah. Interesting. Huh. But, uh, Vader chokes this bitch. Uh, yeah. Who well, was, the like, talking it. shit about him. Yeah. And Vader's just like, I find your lack of faith disturbing. <laughs> and it's interesting how Vader, you know, he's the Emperor's apprentice. But he, he he's not the top dog in the... That, the Imperial chain because Tarkin is above him. I wrote that down. I was like, do you think Vader and Tarkin are in the same level as, of authority? Or I think, think Tarkin's Tarkin above, him. above him. I think it's clear that Tarkin's above him. But I think there's a respect between Vader and Tarkin. Um, because you read other canon materials, there's very much a yeah because unspoken thing. Right, between Tarkin them. definitely. He's Tarkin, not going to dis like he's not he's going to let Vader do what he needs yeah. to do. It's it's very much hinted at that Tarkin knows. Who Vader is in the in the books and stuff. Really? Yeah. They don't outright say that he knows, but it's very much it's hinted that he knows. He's like that. He knows. It's also pretty much blatantly stated that Thrawn knows as well. Well, of course he knows. He's. I mean, he's a genius. But here's the thing: the difference is, uh, Tarkin doesn't care. You know, whatever. Right. You're, you're with us now. It doesn't matter. Right. Thrawn pushes Vader's buttons about it, and he's like, Oh, really? Talking about. Thrawn talks about how he spent time with Anakin, and he's talking about, uh, he's like, he mentions, oh, the last time we were here, and Vader's like, what do you mean, we? And all this stuff, he's really trying to get under Vader's skin. I wonder why. Just to Just get, to, him, get him under his thumb, maybe? But the thing is, Vader uses the Force to reach out and see if he's doing this on purpose, and he finds neutral feelings. So he doesn't know... Dude, I've have to read that book. Yeah, like that's Thrawn alliances because yeah. it talks about Thrawn and Anakin went on a mission towards the end of the Republic, and then him and Vader end up going on a mission to the same planet later. Yeah. Wait, so Vader doesn't really remember much of him as Anakin, or I think he remembers it all. He just wants to push it away. Oh, because right. he's not Anakin anymore. Right. Okay, interesting. But yeah, no, I think there's definitely a respect, and I think Tarkin definitely knows who he is, but it's something that isn't important to him. Is The only importance to him is, the, you know, Imperial victory. So did Thrawn and Anakin go on the mission I don't think Thrawn, because oh. I haven't read the book, but I heard it. I oh, think okay. maybe Anakin was on a mission and he met Thrawn there or something. Oh, okay. But they were definitely on that planet, and then Vader and Thrawn ended up going on a mission together on that gotcha. planet. Gotcha, okay. Um, yeah, uh, Vader chokes him and Tarkin tells him mm -hmm. to release him. We find out stormtroopers killed all the Jawas because only stormtroopers are so precise. This is definitely a Mandalorian. <laughs> Did you see all that fire? Well, there is the theory that Boba Fett, uh, killed Beru and Lars, which yeah. I don't think stands to reason anymore because they said Vader, the whole part of that was that Vader told Boba Fett in episode five, no disintegration. But now, with the Mandalorian, we've learned disintegration isn't just burning people alive. It's actually making them disintegrate into nothing. Yeah, actually, actual disintegration. So, I mean, Boba still could have killed them, but he definitely didn't disintegrate them. Yeah, so... He incinerated but them. But we don't really see any fire-wielding stormtroopers. Yeah. So, maybe... To, we know Boba's on Tatooine at the time. Yeah. So, maybe it, is, it could still be Boba. It's possible. But the disintegration line has no impact on it yeah. anymore. Um... But Luke runs home and he finds his his family roasted, and it's very graphic. Yeah, like it's just skeleton burnt ash, and it's like, holy shit, this is a kids movie. This is rated PG. 
It is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This is on Disney Plus, Jake. Well, yeah, but there's some there's some more graphic stuff on Disney Plus. I mean, there's Marvel, but that's about as graphic God, as it gets. That's it not gets. very graphic. But yeah, it's very graphic. Uh, and uh, Luke is very much depressed. I would be too if my aunt and uncle. So I was I was wondering why did he say he was his aunt and uncle? Why didn't they just say he was his parents, just like uh, Bail Organa did? With Leia. That's a good question. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was. Yeah, I mean, like it would just be easier to say you're my kid, but then I guess yeah, whatever. Plot that would reasons. yeah, that would make more sense. I don't know. Yeah, just plot. Um, we go back to the Death Star where Leia is about to be tortured for information. Yeah, with Jim syringe. The syringe little ball yeah. droid. I guess he doesn't uh, has. The, they haven't found out the ability that Kylo knows. No, or maybe yeah. Vader's just lazy. Yeah, yeah, he's just like, hmm. But uh, we cut back, and Luke decides to go with Obi-Wan, and they uh, they go to Mos Eisley. Which, man, the special edition really just Oh, there's so much shit in here, here. that's just like, get out of the way. There's a scene where just a do-back moves in front of the camera, I'm like, get out of the way, I'm trying to watch the movie. Yeah, for no reason. Uh, it's just <sighs> stupid. Um, But they do the Jedi mind trick, you know, which is very cool to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they go to the tin, the cantina, the the tin cana, the cantina, mm-hmm. where we see Finger and Dan on the modal nodes yep, performing some gonna... jizz. Uh, they are they're wailing some jizz, man. <laughs> I'm not I'm not lying. I know I just didn't <laughs> expect it. They're the jizz whalers. So just like jizz whalers. They can whale jizz. They can whale jizz. So it's like jazz players can play jazz. Yeah, they're whaling jizz. <laughs> These finger Dan in the middle notes. I'm upset about that, but all right. Um, droids aren't allowed in here because... Uh, because droid racism. Well, I mean, the Republic did fight a war with droids, so people probably aren't very trustworthy of droids. It's true, and... Well, it's still interesting, though, to think that, because uh, later on... It, well, I guess it might be a different owner, but they go back into Mos Eisley in the Mandalorian. And yeah, but I, this is in. after the war is over. There's yeah. yeah, so I think it's very much different. different so, but thing. like, not even bounty hunter droids. That's no nope, screw you, IG88. Yeah, interesting. Um, but yeah, they're not allowed. We see Chewbacca. Uh, Luke this, just sits sitting at the bar getting this drinks. Scene? Where they just pan to all the different... Oh, enemies. yeah, so many. It I introduces love, so many races in the first first movie. I love this It's scene. even better in the Despecialized Edition because you get a wolf man. There's like a wolf man in there. He was in this one. Was he? Yeah. I thought they cut him out in the special no. editions. Huh. Well, you see him in this one. Sweet. I don't know if they like brought it back. They probably did. After the Because I know, I, I know at some point done. he was taken out. Lucas removed yeah. him. Um. But yeah, there's all these things. You see the you demon see, man, the wolf man. You see Thorians, you see some Twi'leks, you see a whole bunch of different races and beings. and it's pretty cool. Rodians are in there. There's about eight Rodians on this planet all dressed like Greedo. So, man. But, uh, yeah. Luke's at the bar. Yes, he's at the bar. And this guy, uh, who, uh, first of all, do you know this man's name? Is this Dexter Jexter? No. No, who is this? This this guy's name is Dr. Cornelius. Dr. Cornelius, who is, who is... Dr. Cornelius is a doctor who, uh, basically, uh, both in canon and legends, kidnaps people and performs surgeries on them against their will and sells them as slaves. 
So just like a normal run-of-the-mill guy. Yeah, you're a run-of-the-mill guy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and his assistant, Ponda Baba. Ponda Baba. I've heard that one before. And Ponda Baba is the guy who was like yelling at him with the, the balls for Mel. And then Dr. Kuminelis comes up and he goes, he doesn't like you. I don't like you either. And he's, you best watch yourself. We've got the death sentence on 12 systems. Which is probably 13 before Jedha got blew up. Because we see him on Jedha. <laughs> Shit. Um, so they had to come right from Jedha to here. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Okay, imagine. <laughs> okay. You, for about 20 years, the Jedi have never been around. They haven't been around for about 20 years. Yeah. You don't, really, lightsabers don't exist anymore. Right? And you're just fucking with this punk kid and you get your goddamn hand cut off his entire arm <laughs> yo yeah his arm gets cut off well not there but yeah but just this laser sword comes out of nowhere <laughs> well obi-wan gave him a chance man he did he did dr cornelius throws luke back out of anger when he says let me buy you something mm-hmm. and then obi-wan just cuts off upon bob's arm even though he's not the one who threw luke back but my question here racism. is racism does Ponababa survive? Because in the old EU, he survived this. Yeah. And he is very pissed off at Cornelius about it, and they separate. They, I don't see why he pets. wouldn't survive. But I think he's alive, yeah. probably. Because, I mean, there's no reason why he would have died from just his arm getting yeah. cut off. I want some, some stuff about them, man. Just seeing what kind of crazy, fucked up experience, experiments they do. You want, like, an R-rated, yeah. like, Star Well, they're, in the old EU, they did these experiments called the craniated, where they would basically take people's heads off from the top lip up. And just put, like, a computer and, like, bowl on their head and screw it in. And they would be mindless servants. And he would sell them. What the fuck? Fucked up shit, dude. What the fuck? That, yeah. That's the That was his... No! No! The decraniated is what he called them. No, no. All right, move on, move on. I don't know what they do now, but they we know they still do experiments. I don't even want to... I don't want to know. I think that's worthy of the death sentence on 12 systems. Yeah, you gotta think, like, a lot of people don't have the death sentence. Like, bounty hunters and yeah. stuff. That is definitely worth <laughs> That's, the that's death probably sentence. worth it, yeah. And to think, this guy got his arm... Well, no, he didn't, but... He just gets attacked by this old Jedi dude. Yeah. <laughs> well, then, uh, I guess Obi-Wan and Chewbacca had kind of a pleasant conversation, so Chewie takes yeah. them back to a booth where they meet uh, Han Solo... Han Solo. Han Solo, depending on who you ask. Yeah. And uh, he's the captain of the Millennium Falcon, the ship that made the Kessel Run in less than 12 parsecs. Which, still don't understand what that means, but... He made the the Kessel Run. Yep. In less than 12 parsecs. So, okay. We saw it in Solo. I know we saw it in Solo. Parsecs is a measurement of distance. How can you... The Kessel Run is a maneuver. I get it now. The Kessel Run is a maneuver. Oh. It's kind of like, yeah, it's something you do. So, And okay. he's the fastest one to ever do the Kessel Run. Okay, because, like, I didn't understand, like, if the Kessel Run was a distance thing, how can you make it in a shorter distance? Listen, that's the best way I can put it. Uh, okay. Someone I'll, else might be able to Well, I'll have to watch it again. Maybe it's a... If the Kessel Run is, like... Maybe that was... He found the shortest path to do the Kessel Run. Where people yeah, normally that's probably, do yeah. it in a, in a... But in only his ship is agile enough and fast enough to do yeah. it that way. Okay, but we'll uh, leave it at that. He makes a deal with Obi-Wan. Yes. Uh, 2000 now, 15 when they get there. Which is a lot of... I mean, I don't know what the monetary value in I'm our money is. I'm assuming is a lot. I'm assuming, let's just say it's equal to American dollars. That's a lot of money. 
Yeah, because, I mean, when we get to... I guess inflation can happen, but once we get to um, the later um, the uh, sequels, Han Solo is like fifty thousand in the hole. Yeah. But right now he's just a he's just a punk kid. Yeah. So he's only ten thousand in the hole with Java. Yeah, he's not very far in the hole with Java. Yeah. But uh, you know, they make the deal, and then uh, Greedo confronts Han. And like I said, there's eight Rodians in Tatooine dressed like Greedo. But uh, this one is Greedo. This one is Greedo. He confronts Han, and they have their discussion. And instead of Han just shooting him like a badass, uh, Greedo and him shoot at pretty much the same time. And Greedo, in the Disney Plus version, yells McClunky. Or he does. Which, what the hell does that mean? And why was it added? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Greedo is a trained bounty hunter. And he can't shoot him from two feet away. That's what I'm thinking. There is no way he shot first. There's no way he shot at the same time and missed. Hansel had to shoot first for him to miss yeah. his shot. Period. End I of just fucking don't... story. Leave it how it is. Which He's not a villain. They did kind of fix it in Solo where uh, Han has his face off with... I, I won't spoil it because... I mean, whatever. We haven't got to it yet. If we don't cover it, they oh, don't know. Right. Fair um, where they have their standoff and he's just explaining stuff and Han just shoots him in the yeah. chest. He's like, fuck it, I'm just going to kill you. And the guy even tells him, that was a smart move. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I was going to kill you. Um, but yeah, so Greedo's dead after yelling McClunky. The Death Star has decided, the people on the Death Star, the Death Star, you know, he's not a conscious being. Oh, uh, really? But they decide to go to Alderaan. Because that's Leia's home planet, and they want to coerce her into getting that secret rebel base. And yeah, she's a fucking bitch. <laughs> and apparently, the Empire ignores locked doors. Because they're looking for... For Luke and Obi Wan, and they go. No, they're looking for. It's um, C three PO and R two. Well, R two, but they're with. Luke right. Jr. And they're looking for them, and they're like, "Check all these doors," and they go, "This one's locked. Keep moving." Yeah. How? <laughs> That's you probably want to check that one more if it's locked. How? How would you not? What is it? Lock from the outside, and you're like, "Oh well, someone can't be in here if it's locked from the outside." They didn't have a warrant or probable cause. They couldn't do it. Ooh, 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 ooh. or maybe. You can only unlock it with a droid, and they're like, we don't have any fucking droids, keep going. <laughs> they were just lazy and didn't want to wait. Yeah. Um, that could have been the turning point, man. They, there's so many times in this that it was like, if the troopers just did their fucking job, none of this would have happened. Uh, R2 and 3PO have a little discussion, and we hear from 3PO, uh, watch your language, so R2 was cursing there. Yes, yes. Um... Then the stupid fucking Jabba scene that doesn't need to be in this goddamn movie. Listen. We learned everything we needed to know about Jabba and Han's relationship from the Greedo scene. Yes. So why is this scene in here with shitty CGI Jabba? Is and his... Greedo is with him and he even says Greedo was fried. So it's another Rodian wearing Greedo's clothes. <laughs> and Boba's there. Boba's there. So is is Jabba just... So, or, I mean, is Han racist? He calls Jabba a wonderful human being. Well, I think that's an insult to human beings. When the, I know. When the scene was filmed, it was a human. Originally. They yeah. had planned on Jabba and being And then they human. just put this gross, terribly CGI'd slug. It's awful, man. Just Make the fucking puppet. We don't need the scene at all. Just... It was bad. That's all. We'll, we'll move on from the Jabba scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the Empire attacks him as they're about to leave. And uh, they clear him out pretty easily and just escape. Mm-hmm. Um... 
Leia is taken to view Alderaan, and they're like, hey, we're gonna blow up your planet if you don't give us the Rebel base. And she was... She wasn't gonna do it. And then she was like, but, okay. But she gives it up, and she says it's on Dantooine. Which I'm honored there's a planet named after me in Star Wars. Dantooine. Your name's Tooine? Dan. Oh. Um... But she tells them, and they're like, okay, but that's pretty remote, and it won't be making effective uh, yeah. destruction, so we're just going to blow up your planet, yeah? I feel like the, um, I, f- I forgot about this exchange between them two yeah. in this uh, in this scene. Like, I don't remember this scene at all. Yeah. And making me rewatch these movies in a more focused fashion really gave me the ability to understand the scene what i want to know good dialogue is because we know the empire is evil but there's still a public of people who support Mm -hmm. the empire so how are they justifying this destruction of a peaceful planet that has no weapons to the people you know well because he well he says the way they're going to keep power now is by fear so they're not anymore they don't care now that the republic is but you got to keep like your troops in line your troops are people who were civilians and now they're enlisting because they believe in the cause you know Th- yeah. This is brought up in Lost Stars, too, which is one of my favorite Star Wars novels, mm-hmm. is that our two main characters at this point are stormtroopers, and they see the destruction of Alderaan. And uh, one of the characters, Thane, sees this, and it completely disillusions him, and he he leaves. Yeah. He Yeah, and he just leaves, and he joins the Rebel Alliance because of this one act. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, it definitely has an impact on the on people who aren't, you know, the bigger characters right. in the story. Well, and I'm sure, you know, propaganda, propaganda, they can say whatever the fuck yeah, they want. They true. control the universe. Um, but uh, Obi-Wan immediately senses the destruction of Alderaan. Yeah. He's like, a thousand voices cried out in terror, and then were suddenly silenced. And uh, Luke is training with his little ball. They're in hyperspace. They're in hyperspace, and it's yeah. taking a long fucking time for them to go through really hyperspace. Really far. This is the Tatooine's on the outer rim, though. Right. So, But this is the only time we ever see it take this long. But it's the first time it ever happens. There's some other times where you just sit around hyperspace. And, okay. Yeah, so, I mean, it's not the first. It's probably the longest, but not by a lot. Yeah. Um, Luke does better with his blast shield down. Han is talking shit about Jedi, which makes no sense, because Chewie should just be like, hey, Sean, Sean... Hey, Han, shut up. My best friend is Yoda, and he's like a Jedi Master who can move shit with his head. So maybe just shut the fuck up, Han. That's what, that's what Chewie should have said. But, but he just kept playing chess. Yeah, he, just, he was too distracted. Um, but whatever. The Falcon uh, comes out of hyperspace. Yep. Into an asteroid belt of the remains of Alderaan. A meteor shower. A meteor shower. Dude, how depressing. Yeah. You're like... Oh, well, it was here. The worst part about this, I think, is when I watched Rogue One and Bail Organa showed up on at the Rebel base. And I'm like, so he wasn't an Alderaan. He survived. And then right right after I said that, Bail Organa's like, I need to go back to my planet and make sure my people are okay. And I'm like, no, you're going to die, Bail. You. So Bail Organa does die on Alderaan. Okay. So, I mean, like, I mean, yeah, damn. <laughs> But uh, they they see this they see this little the little tie fighter comes in shooting at them and they chase it and they're like it's going for that moon and everyone goes it's no moon that's no moon that's a space station and it's they, too big to be a space station but yeah space station <laughs> but yeah a space station but they get pulled into the tractor beam and they're forced to land on the Death Star Ooh. and uh, you know immediately everyone's like all right there's a ship landing here let's figure out what's going on Vader's brought in. 
And he immediately senses Obi-Wan and then kind of just walks off. Yeah. A presence I haven't felt since, and he just takes off. Um, they're like, you got to search this, make sure it's all clear. Luckily, Han's a smuggler, so they're hiding under these tiles where he smuggles. I don't want to talk stuff. about it. Do you, know, about do you know what Han smuggles? A little trivia for you. He's a spice smuggler. Hey! I'm surprised you got that. Really? Yeah, I mean, JB's always kicking her ass in trivia, so... I, you know, I'm ready now. We'll, we'll do a Star Wars trivia, I kick his ass. I told him we're going to do it on the podcast sometime. Uh, okay, so. alright, alright. We'll have a Star Wars little trivia game. Yeah. But yeah, uh, he smuggled spices so that those little floorboards came, came in handy. Yeah, yeah. Little grates, which, you know, they are completely... They're grates that you can see through them, but maybe not. I don't know. I think they had, like, little cover over them. Okay, okay. Um... Luke and Han disguise themselves as stormtroopers. Pretty smart. Pretty smart. You know, they just kick these stormtroopers' ass and then change and into they, them. They take over this control room uh, pretty easily. Obi-Wan decides he got he has to go get the tractor beam out of commission, which, when he's talking with Luke before he goes, he kind of seems like he knows he's going to die. Yeah, I guess he expects to run into Obi-Wan. I think he's expecting or, uh, to run into uh, into Vader. I mean, like, it was like 60 here, right? Like, late 50s. Late 50s and... Early 60s. Vader's, like, that. early 50s. No, Vader's, like, 40. Really? In his 40s, mid-40s. Because Vader dies at, like, 46, 47. Oh, my God. Yeah. So this is, this, this like, old-ass fucking man. He's like, I will sneak around. It's old man versus burnt man. <laughs> <sighs> Jesus. A robot burnt man. Yeah. But, yep, he goes around. He goes sneaking around like the old creepy man he is. Yeah. Um, they're told to kind of just chill out there, and Han's like, I don't want to, but whatever. And then Luke's like, well, we got to rescue this princess that we found out is here, and Han's like, well, I don't want to do it now. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to go anywhere anymore. And, uh, he's like, well, she's rich, and she'll pay you, and he's like, let's go rescue that princess. Yeah. <laughs> All for the money. And they make it to the cell block by acting like Chewbacca's a prisoner. Pretty smart. Uh, they get there, and they're like, oh my god, he's loose. Hold on. What the fuck are mouse droids? What do they do? Uh, they're cute. Okay, that's... that's <laughs> they, they they run around and... <laughs> yeah. What do gong droids do besides walking around going gonk? I mean, they're trash cans. They're not trash cans. They're not? No! I thought they were walking trash cans. No, they're just, they just walk around saying gonk. They don't have any purpose to... Fuck droids, man. What the point... What is the point of half of these droids that exist? <laughs> they look cool. <laughs> They're Star Wars. I'm sure they have some purpose that we just don't know an okay. explanation. All right. Maybe they're cleaners. Yeah. The, uh, the masters. Maybe yeah, maybe. Clean. That would make sense. Um, uh, but yes, they, they storm. Yeah. They, they go into the cell block and shoot. They're like, oh, it's the Wookiee's loose. And they start a big firefight and everything. They shoot at least 15 cameras. How many cameras do they need in detention? One room. One room. It's a lot. They got a high-level prisoner in there, man. Um, fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, then, uh, you know, everything calms down and Han has to go on that intercom discussion. Mm. He's like, everything's fine, situation normal. How are you? Yeah, how are you? And they're like, we're tending, sending a team up. Like, oh, this is a reactor leak. So he's like, we're still sending the team up. And Han's like, uh, uh, and he just shoots the thing and he's like, boring conversation anyway. <laughs> just perfect. That's Han Solo. Yeah. Um, Leia's freed by Luke and she's immediately talking shit when he walks in. Yeah. He's like, oh yeah, you had to take off the helmet. Bit too short to be a stormtrooper, huh? And he uh, he tells her everything. She's like, well, let's get the hell out of here. And immediately she is like, 
very pissed off. She's like, this is my rescue party. This is the best that could. She's expecting, like, you know, the equivalent to our FBI right. to show up. She's and like, then, oh, two, two pretty boys in a carpet. Come, yeah. to, come to rescue me. And they've blocked our only path of escape. What a great fucking rescue mission, guys. Um, and she, she's tired of waiting around. She, shoot, she takes a gun, shoots some people, blasts open the garbage drain, and they all jump in. Which, it look, kind of looks like a ventilation shaft, but I guess it's just garbage. Uh, it's a vent to the garbage, maybe. It's, a, it's a very confusing vent to me, but... It doesn't matter, it's a space vent. Yeah, <laughs> there you go, it's a space vent. That so explains they, everything. It's a space something. They jump in the garbage chute, which is magnetically sealed. And Han shoots a blaster and I, nearly kills them all. Whatever that means. Yeah. Um, and for somehow... There's <laughs> and a, for somehow. For somehow, there's a fucking Dianoga living in the trash compactor so room. either this trash chute is enormous and they're somehow standing on top, or they're standing on top of the creature. Yeah, that's why I want. Luke like, gets dragged down by the Dianoga, and he's gone. They can't find them. Yeah, he like straight up disappears. I, or I, I, it I don't goes straight in his mouth, I guess. But there's there, or maybe there's like one hole. Maybe that's the only thing but, I could see. I don't know. But I, they walk around that whole room, yeah. so you would think. <sighs> I don't know. It's weird. Because he comes up on different areas, like. It's weird. It's just weird. But yeah, but then he goes, all of a sudden he goes, oh, the creature let me go, and it went off. So yeah. there has to be some way the creature gets out of there for when it compacts, you know? Yeah. But the room starts to compact, mm -hmm. and they message uh, 3PO. They text them, and they're like, uh... Yeah, they... They Snapchat him. <laughs> but he's like, shut down the garbage smashers on the, det the detention level. And, you know, right as they're about to be crushed, they manage to do it. Well, okay, so... C-3PO goes up to this stormtrooper yeah, and says, first off, droids are so sentient they can lie. Crazy. Second off, I guess all, everyone in the Star Wars universe is just like, yeah, it's a droid, it's harmless. Yeah. Like, what the, what? It's like, oh, it couldn't have gotten onto the ship out of, you know, out of no reason. This definitely isn't a rebel droid. No, it's one of ours. That is so weird because I guess they do have yeah they do protocol have droids, droids yeah. and astro droids or astromechs and stuff like that so that it was interesting but yeah they do shut yeah. it off they shut it off just in time and they start cheering and laughing and three PO thinks they're being crushed and dying which mm -hmm. is pretty funny and uh, they open the door and they get out of there and that's that's the end of the movie oh they they lived oh cool all right no <laughs> no um now the the escape has to begin mm hmm. And, uh, I lost my place in my notes. Give me a second. Oh, okay. I think I'm on the wrong page. No. No, no, it's right here. Uh, Obi-Wan shuts down the tractor beam. Yep, yep, he does. And he sneaks past some, some stormtroopers. Leia calls Chewbacca a big walking carpet. She's mm -hmm. really not a fan of this rescue party. Nope. Uh, Han, Han charges this, like, three stormtroopers. He's, like, ready to kill these fuckers. And he walks, runs into a room with, like, I don't know, 100, 150. <laughs> and he's, like, ah! the look on his face is perfect. Yeah, he just runs off. so good. Um, and Leia's, like, oh, he's brave. I'll give him that. He's an idiot. Um, Luke and Leia had get stuck on this bridge that's broken. and This scene right here is one of the perfect examples of how they had to do their scenes. They painted this background 
and cut out where they were going to be in the painting perfectly so they would yeah. that is insane yeah. that's how they made these with paintings and they put it in the foreground and yeah really cool shit man but uh the, you know they get stuck here and they got to get across so mm-hmm. you know they shoot some stormtroopers and then swing across yep um you know, really Leia easy. gives Luke a kiss, which is yeah. It's on the cheek. It's on the cheek, but it's still. Yeah, I mean, it's a sister kiss. It's still kind of. Yeah. She says for luck. Your sister doesn't kiss you and go for luck. Sure. I mean, like if she would have kissed him after and said, "Oh, thank you," or something like that, or just in case we die, but not oh for luck. Yeah, that is weird. weird. That is weird. Uh, Obi Wan and Vader <sighs> confront each other. This is the first lightsaber fight in Star Wars history, and how does it measure up to the rest? It's the worst. It's the it worst is, one. <laughs> is terrible. It's the f- last fight between Obi-Wan and Anakin. Two yeah. broken people. Yeah. One old, one a robot now who honestly could probably still kick ass, but he's like, this is an old ass man. Yeah, he's not I'm going to beat him anyways, so I don't need to be going just to flourish on him. I mean, he could have really, he could have killed him a lot faster. Yeah. I don't think Obi-Wan was really trying either. I think he knew his well, fate wasn't to right. save the world. It was Luke's. The world. The galaxy. It's, it's the galaxy. One Just one world. One world. Um, But Vader kills Obi-Wan, but when his saber strikes him, he disappears. And even Vader's kind of confused. He's like stepping on the robe. He's like, what the fuck? There are so many things that George Lucas had planned out. Yeah. And it's crazy. Yeah. But Obi-Wan, I mean, he still communicates Luke. He's telling yeah. him, run. And so, um, how is he run, alive? Luke, is he run. alive? No, he's not. No, he's a ghost. Uh, he's a he's ghost. A force ghost. He li- he is living eternally through the force. Taking back a few cold ones with uh, with Qui Gon. Yeah, with Qui Gon. What do you think, Qui Gon and Obi Wan drink? What's their brand of beer? Well, Qui Gon, he seems like he doesn't drink beer. He seems like he's a Scotch kind of guy. Because he he likes to party, but he can keep it down. Okay. Then Obi Wan definitely seems like like a Michelob Ultra. Kind of guy. I want to say... No. Like a Corona. Corona? Yeah. He seems like he goes for nah, the exotic ones. I don't think he's a Corona man. No? No, because I need think? to... If he was drinking Corona, he'd be talking about family all the time. Oh, yeah. All right, fair I enough. I want to say Miller Lite just so he drinks the same as me. But he's not as... Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, nah, he's all about America. He drinks that Budweiser, man. Gross. Anyway... <laughs> I don't know what that so, part of the yeah, I'm an I, alcoholic, so... I don't know. Um, but if it was quite one wants to drink a, a beer, it'd probably be like PBR, because he's fucking crazy. Nah, he's a rolling rock man. <laughs> oh! Okay. Ah, oh, what? Green bottle. He likes green. <laughs> so he can drink a Heineken, not rolling rock. <laughs> Jesus. Rolling Rock's cheaper, man. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> He's a Jedi. He can't afford much. He can't afford much. So, so they drink nice Rolling salary. Rock pale. <laughs> 30 packs of it. And yeah, better than Bud Light. Okay. Uh, so. Anyway. Uh, I don't know. They get off of the, the yeah. Death Star. Uh, I have no idea. So they're, they're flying away. They're getting chased. Right? Yeah. Why, why is Leia comforting Luke here? One dude you've known for a, for a couple of days is dead, but my entire family has been destroyed. My entire planet is gone, and I have to comfort you. It's that sisterly love coming through. But she's not his sister at this point. She doesn't know. <laughs> Fair enough. But so she's. I think she's. I would if I was in my shoes. I would be like, get over it. Everyone I know and love is dead. 
think uh, she was a strong female protagonist. Yeah. And they wanted to show that. Okay. Or at least Luke did. I mean, Luke. George. Luke. Yeah. Alright. I still think it's kind of dumb. <laughs> I think it is kind of dumb, but I feel like she knew this could happen. Yeah. She, she probably accepted that if she joined the Rebels, and I'm guessing Bale's also in the Rebels. Bale, yeah, he was. So, they knew what they were doing. So it's... Now, did they expect an entire... Well, they, their knew, entire about, planet, they knew about no, the Death I Star. Think, I don't think they expected their whole planet to be blown up, though. It's fair, and it's fair. I mean, they were hoping Dathomir was going to die, so... <laughs> they were going to give up on the Rebels. Uh, well, they escape, but we get this dogfight uh, with some TIE fighters. They blow them up pretty easily. I don't understand how their fucking displays work at all. And also, it's a very much slower type of combat in this first one. Yeah. Well, then we see. It out. Then we see in like, definitely then we see in the prequels. Yeah. The yeah. Um, but they defeat them all, and then they start to head to, to the rebel base, which is on Yavin Four, which is not the planet Yavin, but a moon that circles Yavin. Yes. Um, but Vader's pretty smart. He put a homing beacon on the uh, on the ship. So they're tracking where the where the rebel Who base is. Vader. Vader did. He ordered it. I mean, he didn't. Well, yeah. He didn't walk up and go. He walked up. There. <laughs> His yeah. bitch. But uh, he might have. He might have, I guess. Um, but they show up on Yavin Four. Uh, the plans are examined, and they find a weakness in the Death Star, which is a small thermal exhaust, exhaust port about two meters wide, mm-hmm. and with a direct hit from some proton torpedoes, you can blow the station to smithereens. And we we find out that's because find out in Rogue One that mm-hmm. that was very much intentional. So we're going to... We, we spoiled all of Rogue One, but... Thanks for We'll still so talk long. about it at some point. Um, but yeah, it was all intentional. Yeah. Which makes way more sense than Luke, them accidentally doing that. They're in this meeting, too, and Luke totally schools this pilot. This pilot hears the plan. He's like, that's impossible. And Luke's like, this is not impossible. It's like, I do that at home all the time with yeah. Womp Rats. Yeah, I shot Womp Rats from two meters away. I like the Family Guy parody of this where Luke does that, and the guy pulls him aside. He's like, what the fuck was that, man? You just embarrassed me in front of everybody. Not that I like Family Guy, but I like that Family Guy. <laughs> family Guy's funny. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> Dude, they went from, like, holograms in the prequels to, like, this Tron line diagram that they're looking at for yeah. the plans. The well, they plugged this one right into a computer, though. So, I mean... It's like a computer diagram. I guess. And it's the Rebels. They're a little tech, That's- you know? Yeah, I mean, it was also limitations of, yeah, of the, the time. age. If they had the CGI that they do now, if they remade the original trilogy, yeah, it would be insane. But uh, they all have their, their mission. and uh, But we don't need know. another special edition, George Lucas, please. No, please. Or Disney, please don't. They're all, uh, they're all getting ready and suited up, and we yeah. see Hans getting his reward money, and he's about to peace yeah. out. He's like, oh, fuck you guys. Luke gets really mad about it. Um, but then Han is like, hey... You should come with us. And Luke gets more mad. Yeah. Han's like, okay, well, may the force be with you. Yeah, Han, he was like, well, I want you to win. Yeah, and Chewie's against it. Because Chewie says something, and Han's like, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, Chewie's like... But, you know, Chewie's got to follow Han. He owes him that life debt. Yep. Hopefully, hopefully, though, Han will give him life day off. You know, let him go see his family on Kashyyyk. I hope so. Yeah, me too. Still watching that with JB, huh? Well, we're going to do a commentary on it. All right. Anyway, um, Luke reunites with Biggs, a friend from his uh, homeworld that he yep. grew up with. Spreared. And they 
But cool. Well, there's a deleted scene of that showing Biggs on Tatooine and his interaction with Obi or with uh, Luke, mm-hmm. but it got cut from the movie. Oh, okay. so this scene kind of weird because he just shows up. Right, right. Um, it's like, oh, you just found out of the entire galaxy yeah. your friend. But uh, he's there, and they, you know, they talk, and mm-hmm. like, oh, we'll hear your stories when we get back. Yeah. Which spoiler alert, ain't gonna be no storytelling. <laughs> Uh, the rebels launched their assault on the Death Star. Mm-hmm. Some Y wings, some X wings, no A wings, no B wings. No, they didn't have those to off. Yeah. So, but yeah. Yeah, it's just Y wings and X wings. Anyway, they launched the attack. Uh, Porkins dies. One yeah. of the few few Star Wars characters I could cosplay as, and he's just gone. He's dead in the first movie. Yeah. First time he ever shows up. Uh, we see Wedge. Wedge Antilles' first appearance mm-hmm. in the series. Um, he actually ends up saving Luke when he gets a, a TIE fighter caught on him that actually uh, hits part of his ship, and then Wedge kind of saves his ass. Yeah. Wedge doesn't die, though. No, Wedge no, does not die. Yeah. But then, uh, shit's about to get real, because Vader himself is flying into yeah, battle in just his like, TIE advance. Just like Anakin, always wanting to be there and do the shit on and his Vader own. And Vader cleans the house. He takes out about five or six people. Yeah. I mean, it's... It's very... And their, their targeting system's a lot better. Yeah. Uh, Tarkin, we cut back to him, and one of his cadets is like, Hey, um, there is a chance we lose. Do you want me to prepare your ship? And Tarkin's like, pff, pff, Think they're going to win? He's like, Nah, Tarkin is way too cocky about the station. Yeah. Oh, and all, by the way, the Death Star is about to shoot. Oh, yeah, it's homing in on... It's trying to get in range. Which, I don't get why they couldn't have... destroyed it and then just kept destroying all the planets. Well, because they had to, like, hyperspace there, right? Probably. Couldn't they just went to the other side of the planet? Like, calculations, other side? Listen. <laughs> you don't know anything about flying to Death Star, so... I do not! You're right! <laughs> I won't say anything else. Maybe maybe they just got there and then it just happened they'd be on the other side and they're like, well, we can't make another jump. Yeah. So, well... Oh, uh, the first missile attempt fails... Yeah, because, because he used the computer. And then Vader takes him out. And so Luke, Wedge, and Biggs uh, start their trench run. Mm-hmm. Wedge has to clear out early because of damage, and he knows he, he will die, so he clears out. Biggs is killed, and Luke is very depressed because no one to tell stories to. <laughs> and then Luke is starting to get close to the, the end of the trench, and he starts to use that computer. Yep. Wow. And, he hear, and he hears Obi-Wan. Use the force, Luke. Let go, Luke. Let go, and he turns off his targeting computer, and you know, and Luke, you turned off your targeting computer. What's wrong? Why do they have that linked up so that you can tell? Yeah, uh, whatever. Uh, R two is taken out by a shot, uh, and then Vader and two more Tie fighters are getting on Luke's ass. These towers suck. Yeah. By the way, I don't know. So I had a couple questions. Why do the towers suck so much? Lasers can only go in one direction. If they're right, if the tower's right in front of you, it should shoot you. And then the second one is. Why didn't they just start closer in the trench? Like, why didn't they wait to go into the trench? Because it wouldn't have been a, an exciting ending to the movie. No, yeah, all right, fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. But, uh, yeah, Vader is about to about to take Luke out because he doesn't know he's his son, so he's fully prepared to kill him. And, uh, wait, he's... He's Luke's dad? Holy shit. Um, you ruined it! I ruined it. I ruined the spoils. Uh, but then Han comes back and he saves the day. This... Fucking trooper. Sideswipes Vader. 
Good thing he died, or else he would have, yeah. like... holy shit, dude. Um, but uh, Luke blows up the Death Star and kills millions of people. <laughs> in a terrorist attack on an established government force. Okay, well, when you put it like that... <laughs> see, that's propaganda! That's propaganda. That's yellow journalism right there. It, we see them as the enemy. Did I say anything not true, though? I did not. He killed no. millions of people... In a terrorist attack on an established government. It's true. That's true. That's all. That's true. It's true. And then they they celebrate it with an award ceremony. Yeah. And Chewbacca does well, not get... Well, Vader oh, survives. Oh, oh, oh. Yes, he does. The trio reunites. And then yes. we go to the ceremony. There, yeah. R2's fine. Yeah. Um, why the fuck does Chewie not get a medal? <laughs> That's what I'm wondering, man. What the fuck? Give Chewie a medal. Yeah. You guys assholes? I don't know. It's just like... Racism. I don't know what else to put it. <laughs> I I guess because he wasn't the one actually... Fl- I, I don't know. He eventually does get a medal. Yes, he does. And I believe in the comics he was given a medal too. Mm. But it's like, why not give him a medal as part of the ceremony? I don't he earned know. it. Maybe George Lucas didn't think he deserved it. I don't know. Mm. Why doesn't Leia get a medal? <laughs> She's the one giving the medal. She's just giving it... She can't give herself one? That's weird. Okay. But, also, what a weird way to end a movie. Well, I, I don't think that he would thought he was going to get another one. That's true. So he so thought, he to... just in case, this is the la- the only one, give it some kind of conclusion, you know? Yeah, because... With Empire, he knew he was getting another one, so he was like, fucking make it depressing. Yeah. <laughs> make it the worst fucking ending. That's why it's called, you know, Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean... Yeah, that's A New Hope. Yeah. What are your thoughts yeah. on A New Hope? I love it. I love it now. I love it more than I do. Uh, previous week. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm, I know I'm going to live Empire, so. But it, I felt like the writing was really genuine. Yeah. It, it was good. It was a good flow to it. Uh, there was never, a, there was a couple moments in the movie where I'm like, all right, let's hurry this up. But most of those were special edition add-ons. Yeah. So, it's just, it was a good movie. It's like, good. Period. Um, it's a great introduction of the franchise. Yeah. Um, I Definitely. wish I wasn't. I would have been introduced the proper way, but and we know. will introduce our kids the proper way. Uh, okay. If we are uh, kids. But yeah, it's just not together. Like no, not, not together. I want to clarify for the audience. Individually. Yeah. Uh, but I'm hurt. No, no. <laughs> But yeah, uh, I love A New Hope. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. it started all without A New Hope. There's no Star Wars. There's no podcast. Uh, I'll pro- I would probably be into something worse, like, like Superman. Or, uh, or Doctor Who or something. Or Star Trek. <sighs> I like all those things. I know. Um, I know. Uh, but yeah, without Star Wars, there. I mean... Uh, a lot of things would have happened. My life would be completely different without Star Wars. Movies would be completely different. I would have so much more money if Star Wars didn't exist. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, you'd probably spend on something else, but... Probably. Star Wars revolutionized film. It did. And I bet a lot of babies were born because of Star Wars. Probably. So, Star Wars is really it's great yeah. overall. There's nothing bad about Star Wars. No. I mean... Episode, like, eight. Thank God. <laughs> I'm not there. You're having a fun time with that one. So what are we doing next week, Jake? I uh, believe, mentioned a couple times, we're, we're going to watch Empire Strikes Back, episode 5. 
Okay. Star Wars. Oh, we're not. No, we are. Oh, okay. okay. I just, I'm saying okay. Okay, sweet. We'll do that. So next week is Empire Strikes Back. But first, before we yes. leave, uh, we've had two episodes of the Clone Wars premiere so far this season. I'm not going to spoil anything, but I just wanted to give a little quick thought on it. Oh, uh, okay. They're pretty good. Oh, haven't watched them yet. <laughs> they're pretty good. Well, yeah, you can't. Oh. I'm barring you from watching these that have come out so far. What? They directly reference huge events from previous episodes that you haven't seen yet. No, I'm upset. Yeah. No, I, so I gotta watch the whole series. No, well, no, I you just, just gotta don't get watch, to watch it. You gotta watch those episodes that they reference before you watch them. Because they talk about a character that dies, and you don't know that that character dies yet. Do I not? No. Oh. So right. you'll get spoiled. Fair enough. All right. But it's very good. They introduced the Bad Batch, and I don't want to get too far into it, but it's a good idea and a good, okay, good couple episodes. Cool. Well, I think that's so, everything. Yeah, next week is Empire. The week after that, who knows? Maybe we'll do Ewok movies. I don't know. All right, bye. <laughs> okay, we'll see you guys see next, you next week. See you next week.